Greetings one and all, I'm Paul James Caden with Journey into Spiritualism. In today's show, I want to share another classic episode from my former podcast, The Spirit Side. In this particular episode, I had a conversation and interview with psychic medium and author Carol Ann Dickinson, and we talked about walking with the archangels, how you can ask the archangels for help in your life and bring their power to bear on certain situations in your life and even ask them for guidance. So I hope you enjoy the show and I hope it will help you to walk with the Archangels. Hello everybody and welcome to the podcast. I'm Paul James Caden and today we have a great show for you. I have a special guest, psychic medium and author, Carol Ann Dickinson, and we're going to be talking about walking with the archangels. Carol Ann, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thanks for coming on. As I was telling Carol Ann earlier, I took some of her um, mini courses on a site called Udemy, and I thought they were really great. I, I took some courses in angel card reading and that were really expensive from some from pretty well-known authors. And, and, and I thought yours were like, even though they were shorter, I, I thought they were just filled with information and really relevant. And I, and I just thought that uh, you were someone, as I, I've been saying, ha have a lot of good things to tell people out there and, uh, you know, help them kind of walk with the angels, have uh, maybe a higher uh, spirituality to obtain that inner peace that they want in their lives. So uh, tell us a little bit about your book. You've written a book, Walking with the Archangels. What, is, what, is that, uh, what does that entail? Well, first of all, thank you very much for your very kind words. And I am always going to give the credit back to the angels. And um, I feel like walking with the archangels was kind of my... It was really started out as my own personal journey, learning about the archangels and understanding um, how they can help us in every single day, part of our daily life. And so um, as I was learning for myself and creating this relationship with the archangels, then the book kind of manifested itself. You heard authors say sometimes that the book wrote itself. Mm-hmm. But I think in this case, the archangels wrote this book. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in many ways, it was very much my journey of understanding, um, of a deeper spiritual understanding for myself. And then I was able then to share it. Yeah, I, I certainly know what you mean about the, the book writing itself. I had a um, an angelic encounter when I was 12 years old, and it was kind of reoccurring throughout my life. And uh, this happened in 1979. I was 12 years old, and I never said a word about it until I think it was like the year 2000. I, I started, uh, it was 2000 or 2003 that I actually started saying to myself, you know, there's a lot of people that had experiences like this. I'm not the only one, you know, maybe I'm not some kind of a nut bar or something, <laughs> you know, maybe I should talk about it. And people were really receptive. And, and I did write a book about it called An Angel Came Down. 
And it was one of those things where uh, I say I, I didn't write the book. You know, I was merely the um, I was merely the one who transcribed the the information and, and parts of my personal journey. So that's that's a really awesome experience when that happens. It really is, and um, it's just about being open and allowing the information to come through. It's kind of like being a secretary. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I remember your story, Paul, and I think that that's, I think that a lot of people have those kinds of experiences, and but they don't talk about it because they're afraid that somebody's going to think that they're weird or that no way that couldn't have really happened. But now I think more and more people are, are being more open about their own experiences, and it is about those personal relationships that we have with our with the archangels and our spiritual team um, some people will put archangels angels and guides in the same category mm-hmm. but they have different purposes in our lives so would you like me to talk about that a little bit before I move yeah on? Yeah, definitely. I was just going to ask you to uh, elaborate for the folks out there uh, exactly who the archangels are, what their function is, how it differs, because a lot of people do. They think they're all just kind of the same. You put out the uh, the blanket APB for the angels, and you know they they kind of all come at once: the angels, the guides, the archangels. But uh, yeah, tell us a, a little bit about that. Well, first of all, that is true, that if you just say, angels, please help me, they will respond. Mm-hmm. And But they do have different functions, and I feel like the more that you can understand their purpose in the world, the more of a relationship that you can have with them. It's like really getting to know a friend. Um, the more that you get to know about that friend, the closer relationship you can have with them. Right. So... In the realm, in the spiritual realm, there are spiritual beings, and the archangels have a spiritual mandate where they are, they respond to us personally, but they also have, um, they have jobs in the world where they have a worldly function and they also have a personal function. So there's like a hierarchy in the angel realm. There's archangels, there's guardian angels, spirit guides, ascended masters, and deceased loved ones. And they're all part of our spiritual team, and we all have them. But an archangel is omniscient. They can be everywhere at one time. So... I can call an Archangel Michael, and you can call an Archangel Michael at the same time, and then he could be helping all of us at one time. But it's not the same with spirit guides. Spirit guides are, you know, without getting too much into it, we have two spirit guides that are with us from our whole lives, from the moment that we breathe until the moment that we transition. And they're with us, and their role is to help our spiritual path as well as putting things in our place and helping us learn and grow. And if you're working on a spiritual, if you're a light worker and you're working on a spiritual path, that's one of their very important roles that they do. And so 
we have spirit guides that are assigned to us, and their whole job is our spiritual growth and evolution. Ascended masters are not omniscient. However, you can call on them and they will help you. So an ascended master might be Mary or Jesus, um, and it even could be Edgar Casey. So you just, when you have an ascended master, they usually come in and help you for a short time to learn something specific, and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then deceased loved ones are our loved ones who are always around us, and um they normally do not have a guidance type of role unless they come in during like a reading or if you're going through something, they may impart knowledge that could help you on your path, but their role is not to guide, it's to support. So that's the difference. Right. Now, what about the people out there? Because some people will hear the word archangel and we think of Michael, Raphael, uh, Gabriel, and some people will say, well, isn't that uh, something from Judaism or I have to be a Christian in order to call upon these uh, particular archangels that have their uh, their origin in these particular uh, faiths? Uh, what would you say to those those folks who are a little bit tentative or think they have to convert to a certain religion in order to call on the archangels? Really, really good question. I am a certified angel angelologist, and I studied for a year lots of different sacred texts across the board. And in every every single one of them mentioned archangels in a different way. So Christianity, Judaism, uh, the Book of Quran, the Book of Mormon, the Catholic Bible, the Christian Bible. They all mention archangels in a different way. Oh, and the Dead Sea Scrolls. So there's like tons of mentions and references to archangels and a whole bunch of different ways. But even if you didn't believe in anything, if you were, you didn't believe in a creator, you just believed maybe in a higher power. And you called on the archangels, they will answer. See, that's really awesome information because a lot of people don't know that a lot of these older texts do mention angels and archangels. And, uh, you know, it, it takes, it de- definitely takes some digging and study to find these things out, but a lot of people just don't have the time or, you know, they just don't want to go back and read. They, they think it's kind of laborious <laughs> to read some of the, the older texts, but, what about now personally walking with the archangels? How how do people do that, and what does it mean for their lives? What what kind of difference can it make mentally, physically, spiritually, all the way uh, across the board? I called it that book, Walking with the Archangels, because every day I would go out and I would walk with the intention and purpose of connecting with a certain archangel to get to know them better and to understand their role in my life and who they were and what their energy felt like to me. And um, and then I would journal and get information. And so I just created the space 
for that connection. And that really is all it means. And it doesn't mean that you have to physically go out and walk. It's just that then the walking with the archangels became a daily practice for me. And it is about that kind of thing. It's not that I think that archangels are my creator because they're not. But I do honor them and respect them for the role that they have in my life like it would for my family and friends that I love and honor and respect. So it's that connection um, that's kind of a daily practice, and it's just about setting the intention of getting to know them on a personal level. And when you ask, they will respond. It could be through music. It could be through signs and messages. It could be through a feeling that you get or something that you would receive during a meditation. So it's just about setting the intention. And then what happens is that you begin to change because you know without a doubt that it's a spiritual component to your life and something is happening that's creating a deeper understanding You know, one of the ways that I connect with angels and archangels, and uh, you could give your thoughts on this, is 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 just through meditation. Usually I will sit if I want to connect with my guardian angel rather than focus on my breath uh, like in, you know, regular meditation. I would just focus on the presence of my guardian angel or Archangel Raphael or Archangel Michael and just the the feelings and the thoughts and the things that come to me during that time are, are so profound that it's like you said, just creating that intention and they respond in one way or another. You're, you're going to get something out of that. So I, I feel for me, and if the listening audience is interested in doing that, I found that to be a, a great way just to, pick up on the presence of the angels, get messages from the angels, messages of comfort, healing, peace, whatever it is you're, you're needing and why you're seeking them through meditation at that time. So is this something that, that you would recommend or do or, you know, we all have Absolutely. A- Absolutely. I am a huge, I believe in meditation very much. I have a regular practice. Of meditation and how I do it is I usually will devote either before or after my meditation time for prayer and talking to my angels and guides and communicating and then I will just go into my meditation because they're kind of and then you just sit in silence and then when you sit in silence is when you make that connection it definitely yeah. is, yeah. Now, what about folks out there? Because there's a lot of people that they want to connect with the angels or archangels for healing, whether that's mental, physical, spiritual. How might they uh, go about receiving this or asking the angels for healing in their lives? You just ask. I went through my own healing and 
um, I had to have a lot of help. And it was a very difficult time for me in my life, recovering from some pretty horrendous trauma. And it was like I couldn't find my way through the trauma by myself. I tried everything on the earthly plane, and then I said to myself and the angels, okay, I'm ready. I I just don't want to carry this anymore. Please help me. And I would sit and I would ask Archangel Raphael to heal me in mind, body, and spirit, and then allow that process to take place. And it was kind of a common, and I followed their advice, and I said, please show me how. And so there was little things. First, it was Reiki, and I was doing yoga, and I was doing meditation, and I had a spiritual practice. And all of those things put together, by spiritual practice, I mean my work with the angels, and all of those things combined created healing, but it was guided by the angels. So you don't have to be a psychic medium. You don't have to, quote-unquote, know who the archangels are. But if you're doing healing work, it's going to be Archangel Raphael and Archangel Michael to help you release and clear all the old baggage. But if you wanted to know specifically how to heal with the archangels, I do have it on my website for anybody to download. Now, what about folks? Now, here's a good one. I was actually going to do a whole podcast on this, but I think this is a a great conversation to interject this question in. What about the people who seek healing, whether, uh, and, and mostly this would go, I, I think, for uh, physical healing. Someone is facing an illness or a terminal illness, and they pray, they, they seek the angels, the archangels, but you know, they end up making their transition into spirit. And then people around them might say, well, see, it didn't work for them. You know, that that's just a bunch of, you know, hocus pocus or whatever they call it today. <laughs> I can't remember the word. What would you say uh, to people if they're, they're not getting the healing that they want or if they do make their transition and the people around them think, well, God and the angels fail them? Uh, what advice would you give folks for those two scenarios? Well, first of all, there's no way that we could even guess, venture to guess, why someone is making their transition at a certain time. But who's to say, even though if they are transitioning, that they're not healing? They're, even in the healing and trans, even in the transitioning process, there's healing going on. There's healing from things that need to be let go of. There's healing between people that need to be said goodbye to. There's tons of healing going on that will make it easier for that spirit to make amends, to end the conversations that they need to have with people, and then then to transition. And it's not that God... Guides and the angels have forsaken them. It's because it's their time. And we don't know on the earthly plane why that is. I mean, I would love to be able to sit here and tell you that, you know, it's my understanding that when we come into the world, that there is an expiration date for our lives. But we don't know what that is. And so 
all we can do is do what we do and ask for help, and no matter what it is. Does that make sense? It does. I, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, I can think of two instances in my life. Uh, you know, my mother was a very good person, but she could also be kind of nervous, uh, you know, because of things my father would do. You know, he was kind of a loud personality and made her very uh, shatterpated at times. But she ended up, you know, passing away of cancer. And at first she was a little scared. Then she was very calm. Then she was a little nervous again, but by the time the the night that she passed away, I think sometimes the soul just knows when it's time or on a soul level, people decide, you know, it's time because I remember being in the hospital, you know, she, she was conscious, but you know, she was very weak. And and I asked her, I said, if, if, if you could snap your fingers and kind of just, you know, receive healing right now and, and go home. Would you do it or would you make your transition? And she said, no, I wouldn't go home. I would make my transition. So she was a little nervous, but but she was set, you know, that mm-hmm. it's it's time. I've made this decision. I'm I'm done with what I need to do in this world. So I think sometimes, too, you people can't judge because on a soul level, maybe that person might start out uh, being afraid or – uh, very determined to be healed, but somewhere along the line, uh, maybe something happens where on a deeper spiritual level, they just say, you know what, I, I think it's time to go home. So I don't think we, you know, we should judge or be afraid when we see that happen. So I don't know if that makes sense to you, but. <laughs> it totally, totally makes sense to me. And I saw it the most when I was with my mom who passed. And she passed away very young. Uh, well, I, what I would consider to be very young. And I really didn't know what the best thing was for her. And so I just said, please help, because I don't know what to do here, and I don't know what the best thing is. And so I just asked for healing. I asked for help, and all of those things came. And if there was any time in my life where I ever questioned the spiritual world, it was that time where all those questions for me were answered. I was woken up in the middle of the night, and I knew when my mom needed me. I would sit at the edge of her bed when she was sleeping, and I could feel spirit come into the room. And I knew that they were helping her get ready to make her transition. And to me, all of those things are loving, kind, and and healing. It helped her heal and able to move forward and transition with peace. And I think that's all that we can, any of us can ask for. I, I definitely agree. And I also think that it's not always easy to do if if we're faced with our own mortality, but I think particularly here in the West, I've always said for a long time, I think we need to start viewing this journey of death in the afterlife a little bit differently. There, there's some cultures that celebrate it like it's a graduation. You know, here in the West, we, we have so much uh, morbidity and fear attached to it. Like, oh my God, disease and death, we're all going to die. <laughs> you know, and we, we get all anxious and I think that's a mindset that needs to drastically change because I, I think it would make the whole process or the thought of the process 
not so hard, not so scary, not so hard to wade through with all of that weighing on us. That's right. I mean, we're all, it's, we're human and it's hard to let go of the people that we love. And even, even in my own life, you know, the grief is, grieving is a natural process. Mm-hmm. But I also know that life continues in a different way. As a medium, I see it all the time. And people come back as they are. You know, they come back in spirit and they say continually, I am here, life goes on, I still love you. It definitely does. So now get, getting back to the uh, the archangels, a lot of people want to see when they connect with spirit or angels or archangels, they, they look for that that manifestation, like the physical manifestation or uh, a vision. They look for the, you know, the, those fantastic kind of shows of spirit, which occasionally they do happen. But is this something that people should be really focused or dead set on? Like if I'm, if I'm praying or meditating with Archangel Michael, well, hey, I, I expect him to uh, appear in the room. And if he doesn't, that means I kind of, failed in my in my prayers or meditation how how would you address that for folks well i can say that as somebody who's been a psychic medium for a very long time that those instances of physical manifestation unless you're a physical medium and can create that energy to do that it's very very rare there are some people that see objectively and I have, like, maybe twice in my whole life seen objectively. But most of the time, I will see in my mind's eye, inner sight, mm-hmm. or feel, or feel a presence. Uh, and I think that that's how most of us experience angels and guides and their, and their, um, and their energy is through the physical feelings. I think that... And, and through the messages and signs that they create, like, you know, feathers is, a, is one that comes often, a feather on your doorstep, finding coins out of the clear blue sky, or birds or animals are suddenly, like, appearing in odd places. Something that gets your attention and numbers is a big one with archangels. They like to communicate in numbers. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've been seeing two 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 for years. <laughs> I can hardly yeah. step I can hardly step out of the door without seeing it on somebody's mailbox on the clock. It's it's always somewhere, you know. The the triple two follows me for many many years. Before I was actually before I really knew what I was seeing with the numbers. Um, when because what happened was I was going through this really rough period of my life. And I was um, really upset and distraught, and I was asking for help. And my clocks would stop in the house at a certain time. My watch would stop, and I was couldn't figure out why <laughs> why the clocks would all stop at the same time, or my watches would stop. And it was numbers. They were trying to communicate with me in numbers because I wasn't able at the time to communicate directly. Right. 
Yeah, I didn't know anything about the numbers. I've I seen it for so many years, and I, I always thought there was something peculiar or it meant something. And one day I just walked into the bookstore, and there were, you know, right in the spiritual section, two books on angel numbers, you know, right on the, the top shelf. And I was like, hmm, look at that. So I looked it up, and now I have an idea what 222 means. <laughs> exactly. And I, I think that, you know, they, those numbers can come in a variety of ways, clock stopping at a certain time. Um, and it's usually a repeated event. So that you get it. So it's like you go to the grocery store and you purchase something and it's $11.11 and the person in front of you's car on the way home has 1111 and it's those kinds of things. It's a repeated event usually. Mm -hmm. The angels and guides communicate that way with us because sometimes we don't get it the first time and so they'll repeat it if it's important. Now, how about, uh, and, and maybe one of our closing questions here, communicating with the angels through angel oracle cards. I mean, I know you're an angel card reader, I'm an angel card reader, but some people look at that and they say, oh, no, that's that's all divination, it's from the devil, it's, it's not communicating with real angels. So m maybe address how we, we can communicate with our angels through the cards and how it's not actually something that's demonic. I've I've certainly never found it to be, and I don't think I ever will, but help our listening audience if they have some trepidation about that. Well, you know, belief systems are belief systems, and I know that I went through a period of my life where fear-based fear thinking was, I had to get through a lot of fear to be able to connect with my own gifts and talents. And so... If you are afraid, you can always, if you have a question, you can always ask Archangel Michael to show you in a way that doesn't scare you. But it is always about intention. And if you set the intention of learning more about the Archangels, of becoming more intuitive, of becoming more spiritually connected, you can just call on Archangel Michael. And it's, Archangel Michael is like a filter. He just keeps out everything that's not supposed to be there and allows all the good information to come in. But the cards themselves, if you put a deck of cards on the table and they were a playing deck, just like poker cards or whatever, you wouldn't say that those were demonic. They're just a set of cards. Mm -hmm. And the same thing can be said for angel cards. They're a set of cards. But it is the intention behind them that gives them the energy. So if your energy is to learn about the archangels, if your intention is to help people, that's exactly what will happen, no matter what deck of cards it is. But angels always communicate in positive messages. There's nothing there that's going to, that would be even close to what I would consider to be demonic. In fact, I don't, I honestly don't believe that. It's taken me a long time to get there, but I think it's, it's evilness, um, evil intention is what the problem is. It's not demonic. Does that make sense? It does. I, I, I've never found these things to be 
evil or demonic. I've I've certainly gotten a lot of enlightenment, a lot of uh, readings for myself that were just comforting or even eye-opening that, you know, I always say I'm kind of like Moses coming down from the mountain, you know, with his face aglow, you know, when I go off by myself and I do a reading for something and just drawing a card and it will spark something in my mind to say, man, you know, I never thought of that before or I'd never looked at this situation from that perspective. So I certainly feel that, you know, the angels do respond when we have that intention and we we draw a card. You know, you're not looking to hurt anybody. You're not looking to uh, have any bad intention. You're just looking for guidance, help, healing, peace, love. And that's what comes through uh, time and time again. And, uh, you know, I had a sim- I had a sim- I had a similar thing, you know, back I started doing readings for myself in 1994. I got a set of runes, and then from there I went to the angel cards. And when I first got the the runes and my first angel card deck, I um, I, I was still kind of uh, one foot in fundamentalist uh, Christianity. So I bought them. I had them for a while. I threw them out. Bought them again. Threw them out. Bought them, gave them away. So, you know, it was the whole gambit until I finally came to the place where I was like, you know what, this this is just silly, you know. And uh, like you said, embracing what I do, what I feel, my gifts, and uh, that certainly made it a lot easier that, to say, hey, this this is how God made me. This is who I am. It's who I've always been since I was even a little kid. So if that's evil you know, then I guess I have to take that up with God to say, hey, why did you let let a devil instill all this in me when I was like five years old? That's that's kind of unfair, man, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, um, it's amazing to me some of the messages that we get when we're growing up that create that fear, fear-based thinking. And um, all I can say is that you can ask for the truth to be revealed to you if you're concerned about that. But if you're looking to develop your intuition and you're looking to connect with the angels, using an angel card deck is a great way to get started. I love it because it's always positive. It helps you focus in. And it's not that the card is giving you the message. But it's allowing you to focus in a certain area, and then the intuition kicks in, and you're actually connecting with the angels and your spirit guides when you're doing that. Right. Yeah, it's all all part of the inner journey. As they say in uh, many of the metaphysical circles, it's all, a a lot of it can be subjective. It takes place in your own mind, you know, the, the, the communication, the understandings, the intuitions. And it's it's a really awesome process I feel to to go through, and um, I think we're about out of time for the podcast. But before we uh, we end, uh, tell people where they can reach you if they want to get a reading from you, or read your book, or find out more information. Where 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 can they get in touch with you? They can find me on Facebook at Carol Ann Dickinson or. They can go to my website at carolandickinson.com. And I will leave a link to that website below wherever you're listening to the podcast, so you can just click it, go to the website, and, uh, you know, look at her material. And, and I would recommend it. 
definitely a very interesting, insightful lady. And I hope you get a little uh, feel that through the podcast, you know, she's very, uh, very wise, very learned, and, you know, a lot of good energy to put out there for people to think about and kind of connect with. So again, I appreciate Hey, you're welcome, and I appreciate you again taking time to be on the show. I know you're uh, you're quite busy, and uh, maybe we'll do this again one day. I'd love to. Thank you so much. And I and I know definitely uh, down the road a little bit. I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get a reading from you. That's that's a personal goal of mine to have a reading. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to. Just let me know. I will. I'll, I'll definitely uh, contact you and let you know when I'm ready to do that. But for now, again, we uh, thank you for coming on the show, and we thank everyone for listening. And uh, this is Paul James Caden saying stay safe, stay blessed out there, everybody, and we'll see you next time here on The Spirit Side.